And now from east of the Pacific to west of parts unknown, south of Mars, north of hell, here are the smartest minds in the sport of professional wrestling. This is Brain Buster Radio. You only learn where you are inside, when life gives you the test. Will you back down, turn around, or stand up with the best? How the hell you doing, Brainiacs? Long Allen Ice-T here, ready to talk programs with you, and it is a Tuesday night, and we are live on YouTube. It is the Planets Tag Team. Once again, back-to-back weeks, Brain Buster Radio is exclusively you, Brainiacs, me, Long Allen Ice-T, and the hombre on the unos and doses, Dr. Status still up for review. It is Mil Calzones. There it is. We are here to kick ass and take names, Long Island. That's what we're here to do. I'm ready to kick ass and take names. You really want to? You want to kick ass and take names? I thought we were just going to kick ass, but I'm ready if you want to take names too. No, look, I've already taken names, but I think I need to kick more ass. Are you going to take? What if we take ass and kick names? Man, as long as something's getting kicked and something's getting taken, that's all that matters to me. We're stomping the grounds of professional wrestling from California to Jeddah to Japan. We're talking about it all this week, Brainiacs. So join in live on YouTube. We put out the link. And if you're listening to the podcast version, this is Brain Buster Radio. And we thank you for downloading the podcast. We thank you for listening because Brain Buster Radio, Mil Calzonis, it is the only professional wrestling sports entertainment podcast in the world that is cross-cultural and being enjoyed in every country around the world. Uh, yes, it is. We talk about everything. If there's lucha in a planet, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about the lucha, even though Lars Sullivan's out to destroy all the lucha libre. And also Taka Michinoku came out and said, I fucking hate lucha libre. So <laughs> we've got... We've got people who don't want Lucha Libre, but the thing is, Brain Buster Radio caters to those people too. Freaks and foul-mouthed Japanese men who have had the same haircut since 1997. Hey, if there's no need, if you got, if there's no need to change it, there's no need to change it. Doesn't matter what era it's from. Well, Brainiac, strap in live on YouTube or otherwise podcast, whatever it may be. Tell your friends. At the Brain Busters on YouTube, Instagram, Instagram Junior, and Facebook, and get ready to talk pro graps with us. Here we go. Don't forget, we also, I believe, uh, Mil Calzonas, have the Brain Buster Radio Hotline. Is that up and running this week? I don't know. Did, did, is that thing even going? 1 900 If the phone rings, it's going. If the phone rings, so I guess we'll give it. The number is not 909-9900, though. It is uh, actually. Did the Marburgers change the number on us? Let me just find our phone number real quick. Brainiacs, you know, it's live. We're live, pal. <laughs> we're, we're live. It's great. It's- live. I heard we're live on YouTube right now. Is that, is that true? We're live on YouTube? We're live on YouTube. Kicking ass, taking a name. SmackDown Live was live tonight. 
also from Yolo County. Have you ever been to Yolo County? Man, I've I've Yolo'd a lot, but I don't think I've ever been to that county. You, Yolo you, County, where's the where's Yolo County? You Yolo all the time. I believe it's somewhere in California. No, must be like one of those like places that are up to no good if they call it Yolo. Oh, it's not like Inglewood, but Yolo County. Whether you're there or not, like, we'll give <laughs> like Crenshaw and. We'll give you the BB. Like- we'll give you the BBR hotline here in just a moment while we we figure things out with the Marburgers. But we'll start things off, Mil Calsonis, with the the biggest professional wrestling news I think of the week. And while that might be tough for some people to to distinguish, I think when you're talking about a a match that never happened before, and I'm pretty safe to say after it did happen, we will never see it again. Goldberg and the Undertaker took place as much as some people might eventually want you to forget about it uh it happened i don't think it was as bad as everybody's saying it was mil calzonas how about you what did you think of the match before we talk about all the controversy all right well before we start talking about all this controversy can you please tell me the uh the environment that they were in because i heard that had to play a part in like a lot of the things that was going down that night it was it it was like 93 degrees out but it felt like it was 101 degrees Okay, so it's a hundred and okay, so it's a hundred and one degree. How old is Undertaker? What fifty? Uh yeah, or, or fifty one, fifty two. Uh huh. And then Goldberg was in his fifties as well. Uh yes, he might be like fifty three. Right, now, now I want all those wrestling marks who are wearing their tight jeans and their uh, their black shirts. I want them to just stand outside in ninety three degree weather and tell me how you feel in ten minutes, and then come back and. And let's see if your mind has changed because it's over. It's 102 degrees, 102 degrees. You've been over 50 wrestling in this match. Like, what do you expect? I, I thought it started off very good, but you could tell at the very end it just it just got to them. You're not making excuses, though, are you, Mil Calsonis? No, no, no. I'm not making excuses for them. I'm just saying. I mean, what did they expect? Did they expect a five star match from two guys who are over 50? Like, I don't. Uh, what did you? What, what do? What do people expect from this match? I thought it started off very good. I thought it was very good until oh. Goldberg hit that turnbuckle, and then after that, you know, it's just. I mean, I'm just. I'm shocked that they were able to even finish the match. Uh, same here, and I'll tell you what I expected. I expected uh, big moves right at the beginning of the match, is which is what we got. I expected blood, which is what we got, and I expected. Uh, a, ba- a battle between uh, two of the most iconic performers in the history of our great sport. And uh, we got it. We got it all. I think if you were in Jeddah, if you're a Brainiac listening in Jeddah live on YouTube, you got your money's worth. You were there all night long in the heat. And we applaud you for that. That must have not been comfortable, especially considering some people were wrapped in blankets for some reason. Renee looked like she was dying on television. I can't believe the announcers made it through, but you're right. Men in their 50s being asked to wrestle in 100-degree heat. Mil Calsonis, you're a doctor or a former doctor. That is, That takes a special kind of individual to get through that kind of thing. Yeah, I know. Dehydration is a killer. You, they're in the ring. They finally walk down after their 10-minute intro, uh, intros. They're in the ring. They're sweating. I didn't see any of them take a water break. It's just... Right when the bell rang, the action started, and they were just going full pace. And it just, it's sad. It just at the very end, they just gassed out. They just dehydrated. 
and uh, we saw one of the greatest uh, brain busters, I think, in the history of an Undertaker match. Would you agree? Yeah, I thought it was, yeah, I, I, I can agree with that. Well, X, if you think that was one of the greatest brain busters of all time that you didn't hear live on YouTube here on Brain Buster Radio, call in. We've got the Brain Buster Radio hotline finally up and running for the Brainiacs, Mil Calzonas. 412, Brainiacs, listen up. The number, 412-407-5BBR is now live for you to call in, leave us a message, we'll play it on the air, and uh, give us your thoughts on Goldberg and The Undertaker. Now let's get into the controversy, as uh, some of our friends in uh, England might say, Mil Calzonas. And remember, this is a cross-cultural sports entertainment podcast appealing to nations all over the world, and uh, we're going to talk about everything that went down in Jeddah, and Goldberg bleeding Goldberg apparently concussed before the match even started. Mil Calzonas, do you believe those rumors? What do you think about Goldberg possibly having headbutted in his himself to, into a concussion in his locker room, and WWE officials being hesitant about letting him out there? Do, uh, are you there, Doctor Mil Calzonas? Well, apparently we lost Mil Calzonas. I think he headbutted himself, Brainiacs. Mil, you're muted. Long Island. Yes. Long Island, can you hear me? Yes. Unmute yourself. Sorry, I was just... We're live, pal. We're no, live no, no, on no. YouTube. I trying to... No, no. I... And now it sounds like we... Hello. All right, I'm going to do the show alone, live on YouTube. Brainiacs, Goldberg, if you hadn't heard, the rumor is Goldberg was headbutting himself, headbutting the door in his locker room like he does. And, you know, he got concussed like he sometimes probably all the time used to in WCW. Only this time, WWE at gorilla position right before someone gets out to the ring. uh, Before they go through that curtain, there's cameras and there's people examining you. And if you remember in Jeddah, Goldberg's entrance, it seemed a little bit long, uncomfortably long. And the rumor is that that was because he was stopped and they looked at his eyes before he got out through the curtain and they almost didn't even let him go out to the ring. And apparently there were people who were irate and they turned the cameras that are normally on off even because it was such a controversial moment backstage. Mil Calzonas, are you back? Yes, I just wanted to, again, um, I wanted to try to see, you know, I wanted to get hyped up for this and I... Tried doing a headbutt onto the wall, and let me tell you something, that thing hurt. I mean, the only thing I remember was you saying, milk calzones, milk calzones, and then I just woke up right now. So, Long out. are you there? Yeah, I'm here. I'm back. Are I, you? I wait, let I'm me good. examine you. I'm not All a doctor right, like you. I know. I, Go ahead. I, I'll follow your finger. Let me see your eyes. How many hands, how many hands do I have? Uh, enough for two tortas. Okay. How many and how many fingers is this? No, not that. Uh, not my toes, hands. Oh, oh uh, I only see one right now. It's okay, little one. Well, take the money. We got to have a match. All right, we have to talk about the match, just like they had to have a match. There's no way they weren't going to have it. And the match started off great. If if Goldberg was concussed before the match, you wouldn't have known it until he hit that turnbuckle. Mel Calsonis, he tweeted out that he messed up. And he, he 
went too hard into the pole and he bled. Do you believe yeah, that? Or did you see a I blade anywhere out there? What did you think went I down? I didn't see a blade anywhere. I rewound it a couple of times to see when he hit it. And it, I mean, he went so fast that it's kind of hard to tell because it was some, at one point it looks like he does go a little too fast and he bounces his head off the rail. And another times it doesn't, I, I don't, I, it's too hard to tell. I don't honestly think he bladed, but I'm going to believe Goldberg and say he did hit the pole. Cause I mean, he went so hard and fast at that. Now, what'd you think of the aftermath? More controversy. Matthew Riddle, NXT superstar, was uh, kind of destroying Goldberg for his failed attempt at a knee bar. Yeah, I, I don't know how I feel about that. I mean, like, don't get me wrong. I am a big fan of Matthew Riddle. But I, Bro. Know, I think I think people that have done so much for the business, even though it is Goldberg, and he, again, everybody mm-hmm. knows he's not a great wrestler. Everybody knows he's not freaking yes, Kurt Angle yes, in that yes, ring. Yes, yes, yes. I mean, but he has done a lot for the business, and I mean, I think you deserve at least some kind of respect. Yeah, come on, bro. Unless you're trying to, like, get a match with Goldberg. Yeah, then that makes sense. If you're trying to start something with Goldberg that goes down the line, then yeah. But if it's just your beef is like, whoa, bro, you can't do leg lock? Like, of course not. He's not. That's not his specialty. <laughs> he's, just, he's just a two-minute. He's like a ten-minute wrestler, and everybody knows that. Like, what does he expect him to have, like, a 45-minute ballet show in there or something i, I never understood that yeah I don't yeah get it. but uh i will say the the bro yeah, he did he was entertaining so him calling no, no, don't get me wrong he was again a lot of this stuff is funny like the stuff where he calls on brock lesnar you know where he's talking about how he's the one that's going to retire brock lesnar i mean as long as it leads to something i hope well, well, I don't think Goldberg's going to be facing Matt Riddle or The Undertaker or anybody because The Undertaker killed him. Uh, the Undertaker took the greatest brain buster I've ever seen, got up, and beat Goldberg. Choke slam one, two, three. Goldberg is buried somewhere in the sand. Rest in <laughs> peace. And I, did, I don't know. Forgive me, Brainiacs, for being culturally ignorant here, but... Do they bury the dead out in Jeddah? Do they? I, I, I don't know. I have a. I always thought there was some sort of, some sort of, uh, thing where you were, you know, bodies were put out to sea or something. Although they are in the desert, I don't know if they can. Where all do, I, all I remember, all I know is I. The only time I ever seen anyone get buried with sand anywhere was in the movie Young Guns, but they didn't bury them. They just kicked sand at them, and that was their burial. What about in the movie Very yeah. Bad Things? Oh well, very bad things. Of they, in, they're they're bearing they're bearing to hide things, not or in, just bury or in casino. Again, they're they're bearing to hide things, Long Island. They're not bearing things to put them to rest in peace. Well, Brainiacs, if you're a Brainiac in Jeddah, uh, let us know where you put bury your dead. Four one two four zero seven five BBR to call in on the Brainbuster Radio Hotline. There it is, Goldberg and the Undertaker. It it finally happened. Uh, are you glad it happened, Mil Calsonis? Like I always say, it's better late than never. Even though I'm pretty sure I'm probably one of the few people who who would say that at this moment after watching that wrestling match. But better late than never. Better late than never. I was there to watch Goldberg versus The Undertaker. I agree. I'm 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 with you. I'm glad I could say it's happened. Uh, and now Vin Man would probably say, "All right, next next up, Sting." And if Goldberg and Taker could still happen, 
we still have hope for Sting and Undertaker. Uh, hopefully, though, that happens somewhere like Atlanta, Georgia, or Houston, Texas. Uh, let's move on to something else that happened in, uh, well, didn't happen in Jeddah and didn't happen on Raw and didn't happen anywhere. And that was the Brock party ending because Brock Lesnar still Mr. Money in the Bank 2019. Well, I can't wait for the Brock party. It can happen at any time. in the bathroom right now. And guess what, Long Ellen? Huh? I could be taking a dump and all of a sudden I just hit the dun, 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 dun. And I could just, man, it's just the party just started. It could happen anywhere, at any moment, at any time, and there's nothing nobody can do about it. Well, Mil Calzonas, remember last week you and I were talking about how the Brock party should have Seth Rollins so nervous? Remember? Yeah, it should have him. Yeah, it should have him nervous. Should it be him or our truth? And we said Seth Rollins was getting carried. He was being what he was like thrown on a gurney, and they. Shipped his ass to to Saudi Arabia. Well, he came back having beat the shit out of Brock Lesnar with a chair. And then he came back and beat the shit out of Sam Zayn with a chair. And he's looking pretty confident with that championship now. Good. And and R-Truth is in a trunk being shipped to Los Angeles somewhere now. So we said, which champion should be more paranoid? Is it still Seth Rollins? Or now that R-Truth said that 7-Eleven championship is ruining his life, it seems like he is the more paranoid guy. I don't know why. I mean, again, I understand the 24-7-11 champion is everybody can go after. But remember, once he loses it right away, uh, I mean, he has a chance of getting it back at any moment. But Seth Rollins really has to deal with a beast on his back. Seth Rollins is at the grocery store, and then he just feels a heavy breath on his neck. And guess who it is? It's Brock Party time. He's getting f 5 and then he's getting scanned, and he's getting thrown into a bag. And then guess what? Brock Lesnar doesn't even cash in. He gets to do the same thing again. Anytime he wants. I mean, I think I would be more scared of a Brock Lesnar than I would of a Jinder Mahal. Yeah, I don't know about that. Jinder Mahal could be coming at you from any anywhere though. And he Yeah, but take... he's going for the pin. He's going for the pin. Brock Lesnar's going for the suplex. He's going for the chair to the back of the head, you know, to the thrown into a table. I can't believe Brock Lesnar forgave Paul Heyman for slipping in Saudi Arabia, but then you also you got to think it was a hundred and one degree feel in that ring. Paul Heyman was wearing a full suit, and it, it was everything was just really, really sweaty and hot. So it just wasn't. What a horrible thing! He he flew all the way to Jeddah for no reason, really. Brock Lesnar, when you think about it. Yeah, again, Seth. Again, Seth Rollins had his. He got one over Brock Lesnar, but that's just one time. We still have. What is it? How many days has Brock Lesnar had the money in the bank? What there's like 300 days left until he has to cash it in. Yeah, probably more more than yeah, maybe 330 ish days. I would so guess say, yeah, around there because you bit a month for money in the bank. So say he has 330 days. I'm gonna say out of those 130 days, uh, Brock Lesnar is gonna have 300 over uh, Seth Rollins, and Seth Rollins will have 30 over Brock. Well, here's the here's a question then, because Brock Lesnar flew all the way to Jeddah. For no reason, the Brock party was canceled. There was no cash in. There wasn't even like dancing or, or hanging out with the Brock box. It was just get your ass kicked with. The, it's like it's like show, driving really far to go to a concert and the concert gets canceled. What's what's the furthest you've ever gone for nothing? 
Milkhouseonis? That's a good question for the Brainiacs too. 412-4075-BBR. Leave us a voice message, Brainiacs. All over the world, we want to hear from you. The furthest you've ever gone for absolutely nothing, like Brock Lesnar, at Saudi, who went to Saudi Arabia, Super Showdown, got nothing. How about you, Milkhouseonis? You, have you ever like walked to Blockbuster and then they didn't have the movie you wanted? Oh, that used to happen all the time. That's why you got to go back in those days. You got to go on Tuesday, right when they open, to be able to get all the new releases. Because if not, all you're going to find is empty DVD boxes. Yeah, so then that's like a mile and a half walk. Man, it it feels longer when it's hot. It, and it's hot, and you don't get what you want. Yeah, I've I've had yeah. that happen. I'm trying to think if yeah. I've I've never traveled. What he probably went nine thousand miles. For absolutely nothing. Brainiacs, we're live on YouTube. Let, leave us a comment in the YouTube comment section here on Brainbuster Radio's YouTube channel. Make sure you subscribe and let us know the furthest you've ever gone for absolutely nothing there. Or call in or tweet at us at the Brainbuster, Brainbusters, Instagram, Instagram Junior at the Brainbusters, uh, Facebook too if you're a 70 year old person. And let's discuss the Brock party because it, it's got to end sometime. But like, Mil Calsona said we've got over 300 days left and who knows when it's when that actually will take place and with that said he's still got that box the Brock box and uh, we'll have to wait and see now let's go from Jeddah to another non-United States country and because we're international cross-cultural all over the world Mil Calsonis. let's discuss New Japan pro wrestling and some say the best time of year in NJPW. The best of the Super Juniors just ended. We just had Dominion. Now we're gearing up for the G1. G1 and Kramer. we have all sorts of cool stuff to talk about. First and foremost, John Moxley. Mox takes Japan. He is the new IWGP United States heavyweight champion. And he says he wants in the G1. G1 Kramer. Now, do you think... Now, do you think he's the most successful young boy to come out in Japan? Wait, you're you're saying that Mox is a young boy? Yes. He, again, everybody knows that a young boy's attire is black tights, which, I mean, he his is a little longer, black knee pads, and black boots. Is most, is most of them, are they even allowed to wear knee pads? I feel like most of them don't even wear knee no, pads. I, well, I mean, the ones I've seen, they do wear knee pads. All even the young boys, when uh, Juice Robinson was a young boy. Um, when, uh, who was the other guy? What was, uh, David Finley, I think, or Junior? Yeah, he David was a Finley. Young boy. They, uh-huh. they all wore the chonies, the black chonies, the black pads, and the black boots. So you're saying because Moxley was wearing black chonies, he he was dressed like a young boy, and he was hanging out with Shota Umino. Yeah, I mean, I mean, that's, isn't that how, it doesn't matter how big you are, isn't that pretty much how you, unless if you're like Chris Jericho big, I'm pretty sure that's how you start off. And... He, I don't know if he. Okay, I'll I'll admit I'm still I'm still watching all the matches on delay. Unfortunately, I had stuff spoiled, but I'm watching it all anyway. I literally have watched every every night of the best of the Super Juniors finals on Dominion. Um, yeah, I'm wondering if at Dominion if if Mox was only doing Boston crabs and and Just- uh, European uppercuts. If you don't, for a lot of people out there who are still new to New Japan Pro Wrestling and you're wondering what a young boy is, just watch the beginning of a New G1 Japan pay-per-view or a New Japan show where they usually partnered with like a Tiger Mask or a Blue Justice 
And they're usually the boy that doesn't match the other person's attire. It's all black, black chonies, black pads, black knee pads. And they're usually the young boy. And they're only allowed to do Boston crabs, body slams, European uppercuts, and they have to sprint to the ring when they come out. That's what I'm saying. So I'm wondering if John Moxley is probably the most successful one because <laughs> what was it? His first match back and his first match in New Japan in what he's a the New Japan Pro Wrestling U.S. champion. He's the IWGP United States Heavyweight Champion. And then, yeah, now he's saying he wants in the G1 as well. G1 crime. And yeah. he, t- he took it by storm. How many young boys get to be like, I want to I wanna join the G1? It took no. Jericho, what, he, he, he was in New Japan. Well, he, he did his young boy residency, what, like 30 years ago? Yeah, yeah, he got to be in best of super juniors, though, I think. Super yeah, J saying, Cups and all. Yeah. Um, he's not even going up there right now and saying, I want to be in the G1. I want to. I want to know uh, how this is going to interact with AEW because Moxley's there as well, and they don't officially have a relationship, but Jericho's going there. It's a crazy time in pro wrestling, even though there's no official relationship with AEW. You've got AEW superstars, their biggest stars in New Japan. wonder how Ring of Honor feels about all that. How about you, Mil Calzonas? Do you think they're taking kindly to that? Because I do not. Uh, I don't think so. I feel like if anyone's the biggest loser out of all this, it might be ROH. I mean, they lost the Young Bucks. They lost was a bad, I know, bad influence. Um, they just, I don't know. I, I thought they would be working more closer together, but I guess that doesn't seem well, like have have no fear. Happen. Have no fear because there is hype for Ring of Honor as well ROH because they've got their best in the world show coming up, and there will be a pure rules match which we were going to do later on in headlines, but now we could skip headlines, uh, Mill. Uh, we're going to have a pure rules match between Jonathan Gresham and Silas Young. Now, isn't Jonathan Gresham like the book author? Uh, that's John Grisham, but a s- oh. similar mentality, very serious, very skilled. And the best part about Jonathan Grish- Gresham was uh, him in Best of the Super Juniors at the beginning of every episode uh, or I guess you would call them night. I call them episodes of Best of the Super Juniors. I watched every one of them. The best part of them all, besides the great Super Junior action, Brainiacs, highly recommend if you have New Japan World or you know someone who has NJPW World and they'll share their account with you. Highly recommend going back, watching any night. Pick a night. I don't care which one. And just watch the beginning opening package because guys like Jonathan Gresham, uh, guys like Bandido and, and everybody get the greatest intro in the intro package to those shows. It's I never wanted it to end, Mil Calzonas. Did you watch any of those? No, I didn't, but I, I do remember getting a message from you every single time. I'm talking about how great it is, uh, them getting introduced. Oh, it's the best because not only would they get the, their name shouted out by the announcer man, you also would get your nickname, or a, or a nickname would be made up for you even on the spot, and then they just go with it. Sniper of the skies, Robbie Eagles. <laughs> like, no one's ever called me that, but I'll take it. The Octopusu, Jonathan Grisham. <laughs> All right. That sounds freaking great. Train robber, Bandido. <laughs> I don't know if they <laughs> called him the train I, robber. That yeah, would have been good. I was, like, I was about to say, I was like, geez. He's like, <laughs> Banker Robert. Climax. 
Yeah. The, you just, just getting things close to the names or what? Arthur! Joshua Grisham! <laughs> Headbang Club! El Fantasmo! Just anything that's close to their referencing their names, that's what you they give them. Gotta name love now. it. It's so hype, so good. I love the extra syllables that are thrown in there too in Japanese uh, announcing of wrestlers' names. Um, and like I said, Brainiacs, it's BBR. Been doing it longer than everybody. Been doing it better than everybody. Why? Because we are cross-cultural. We are worldwide in every country. We love and respect, love and energy, all the pro wrestling out there. Uh, also, feel bad for Juice Robinson. Got to. With all the hype going on in Japan, with Jericho there and Moxley there and some young boys getting the, the shine, Juice loses his belt. I feel for that guy because I love him. Nah, man. Did you see his promo after he lost to John Moxley? God damn, what a bitch ass fool! <laughs> what a, is he your bitch ass fool of the week? Yeah, he was just like, oh, the guy I fought, John Moxley. He's somewhat different. And he's like, he's like, he's like, Juice is dead, or what was his name in uh, NXT? CJ Parker, the Moonchild. Yeah, he's like, uh, yeah, he was like, CJ Parker's dead, man. CJ Parker's dead. That John Moxley, I'll suck his cock if I could. What? That's like every. That's what he was saying. Did you see him? Jesus, he was just putting over John Moxley so hard. He's like, I had no chance to beat John Moxley. I Did think that's John Moxley? sexist. He's a different animal. He's the purveyor God, of violence. He's like God. He's rock hard. <laughs> Whoa! That's what he was. Man, just watch, watch, watch that promo again. Take off your goggles and just listen to it. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna listen to it with a critical ear, then I guess, and not the sympathetic yeah, one that I. Yeah, you. I, I, I didn't feel, I didn't understand what that whole promo was. It was literally putting over John Moxley. Well, the whole time like, I was the best. All I was yelling, I was yelling during it because I was sad and I just and it felt bad. I was just yelling juice. Yeah. juice! I did too. I, really, I thought it was Juice's time now that everybody has left. I was like, oh man, Juice is the American guy now. But now that John Moxley's here, like. He, Juice literally put himself down and was just talking about how great John Moxley was. Was it like a Vader losing to Kane promo where he was calling himself a piece of shit? But dude, his, pretty much took his mask off the whole time. He's like, he's another, <laughs> oh. he's a guy at another level. He's like, see, that's why he kept saying like CJ Parker was dead or something. He's like oh. CJ Parker's dead. I'm dead. Well, long live the Moon Child, I say. And um, yeah, well, check that out again. And, and oh, I will. If you think I'm. If you think I'm tripping or something, just let me know. But well, the way that promo sounded, it sounded ridiculous. We're live on YouTube, Brainiac. So if you want to leave a YouTube comment, you can. Or at the Brain Busters. We're live on YouTube. So just leave the message. We'll read it here live on the air, live on YouTube. At the Brain Busters on Twitter, Instagram, Instagram Junior. They can do that, Mil Casonas, because we're live on YouTube. Kicking ass and taking names. Yeah. I'm writing some names down right now. I'm taking names, kicking ass. And you know what? I'm also going to watch Naito Ibushi finally. Been, I've, I've been putting it off. I'm delayed on Dominion, admittedly. Brainiacs, lots of wrestling to watch. So sue me. I, I'm watching it all eventually. I get there. That's what. That's that's my gimmick. I watch it all no matter what, delay or not. And what I've heard about this match, Mil Calzonas, Naito Ibushi, so dangerous I'm hearing. I'm hearing that even people who look, revere both competitors refused to re- even rate the match because of how dangerous it was and, and they felt like they they would give too much credence to it by even rating the match 
I don't know. Did you see it? Did you hear about this? Uh, I saw, honestly, I saw one Fuck clip. Them. I saw one clip of Naito versus uh, Ibushi. And when I saw that clip, I was like, okay, I'm done. I think I've seen everything I need to see about this match. <laughs> really? See, I've seen uh, nothing. Like, I'm going in totally dark except yeah. hearing that it was. it's just I get, some I, of the biggest risks ever taken by two men. How much? How much is too much strong style? Is it? It was. You think it was all strong style, or was I mean, it flippy? I don't know what it, I don't was know. it flippy it was stuff? Not, it, was, it, it felt like I don't know. Every move you, everything they did. I mean, that one move I saw it was. Uh, it wasn't flippy. It was just literally like a power move. And, okay, so it's like uh, it's like strong style uh, controversy here, not like some other more recent contemporary controversies we've yelled about. It like Joey Janela jumping off of things or. People ripping, no, like ripping tampons moves, out and shoving it down people's throats. No, no, it's like moves people they, they shouldn't be doing okay. that way. Like, I'm guessing that's strong style, right? Where yeah, just, the moves too hard. I don't know. It's just I, I, that's the question I want to ask everybody. How much is too much strong style? Well, they could tell you how much it is, is too much right here on the YouTube, at, at, or at the Brainbusters on any social media gimmick. We're live on YouTube. We're live, pal. Live. Yeah, but after you watch it, I'll to, to let me know about everything that went down. Because I'm still too scared to just watch the highlights. Oh, I'm I'm going to be watching it for sure. Probably right after we're done here, being live on YouTube is my plan, and uh, it's gonna. I'm I'm excited. I'm also kind of scared. It's like hearing about a really scary movie. It's kind of like hearing about yeah, a, a movie that. Like, hey, man! A car crash just happened. Are you ready to watch the footage? So, you know some. You know what some people do, Milkasonis. They they find where the car crashes are, and then they drive over to them, and they do weird things when they're near them. It's just the people putting on the tape of Many Faces of Death, Volume Two. Oh. <laughs> is this that kind of match? This is like, this is like the match. Like, like twelve year old, thirteen year old kids are going to be like, "Hey, I got this. I got this tape of this match. You want to see something crazy?" This isn't this isn't your daddy's WWE. This isn't that pussy attitude era <laughs> shit. This, this is the stuff we got, but we got to watch it after my parents go to bed. Yeah, this isn't even that that wussy Terry Funk versus Leatherface deathmatch crap. This is way better. This is fucking crazy. And then it's it, it's gonna be like, you want to see a dead body? <laughs> Come and follow me. I'm about to press play for this dead body. Still, yeah, it's just, it just, I don't know. I, I just, I just feel like again, too much. When is, when is it too much strong style? I get it that they're trying to set themselves apart from WWE, like as hard hitting, but God, sometimes oh. it's too much. I, I don't know if it. I don't know if I can answer that question yet. I don't think. I would say going into it, I don't think there is too much strong style. But I'll tell you after I watch the match, Mel Calsonis, New Japan, giving us so much to talk about. And I, I'm not, hey, we don't work for New Japan Wrestling Pro Wrestling. We don't see a dime. We are just cross cultural. We love all pro wrestling in all countries. So Brainiacs, if you're in Dallas or in the Fort Worth area or anywhere within sh- striking distance of getting to Dallas easily. We say purchase a ticket to that first night of the G1, right? Right, Mil Calsonis? Go. I mean, are, are the tickets still available? Like, oh, yes. From all the rumor and innuendo, as they say these days, is that that show has lots of tickets remaining for, for Brainiacs to go represent. 
G1 and What day is it? Uh, I think it's in, I believe the first day is in a month or so from from now. Oh, it's in more. July. Hey, if I can find, hey, this is pretty cheap to fly from Los Angeles down to Texas. You know, maybe if I can start working these corners real hard, I can make enough to get there. Yep, we're just uh, under a month. So July 6th is night one of the G1. This is historic. And holy crap, what if Naito and Ibushi are in the same block and they face each other again? I mean, we're hearing oh, that. Oh, man. That they might they might actually ban them from ever re- wrestling again. Could you ever could you ever imagine two guys having a match so violent that they don't even let them wrestle again? I mean, they're not even allowed to be in the same area. Fucking Sabu never even had that happen to him or anybody, any of the dangerous guys, Stan Hansen or fucking uh, Bruiser Brody. No one ever was banned from wrestling a certain opponent because the matches were too violent. Mil Calzones, this is revolutionary. Uh, yeah, when we get back in the day, we stand knocking people's eye sockets out or whatever. That was a different time, you know, they didn't know no better, but now we know better. Yeah, I would have loved to know what the internet would have been saying the night after on Twitter, the night of Vader Vader getting his eye knocked out by Stan Hansen. (laughs) Stan Hansen would have been extradited to the U.S. and thrown in jail, or at least Twitter jail. He would never be able to come back down to the U.S. (laughs) <laughs> Live his life in Japan. Oh, he would have come back and fought Brock Lesnar. That's what he would have done. Could you imagine what a match? Was? <laughs> That's my dream match right there. If Goldberg and The Undertaker can happen, we still could get Brock versus Stan Hansen. <laughs> yeah! Big E's back. Back to WWE and back on SmackDown Live. We've got Big E gyrating the hips were on point looking great looking real jacked baby in the new like day never missed can you believe i want to say kofi has been the champion and a great champion since wrestlemania and i mean not only being champion was new for kofi but he also was going out there with with missing basically like missing a leg you know he was not complete it wasn't a full new day and they've made it this far and i think that's great and now he's got the whole new day with him. So, I mean, this yeah. Kofi run is going to go on for a while. I'm actually really excited because now we get to see all three people together. And you know, I know Kofi Kingston's the champion, but I think if it wasn't for Co- if it wasn't for Big E or Xavier, I don't think he would have been at this level in his career. So now it's nice to have all three of them. Kofi's still champion. I want to see where they go from here. Sometimes you got to get by with a little help from your friends. You know, there's no shame oh. in that. And oh, it's, no. it's, I think, the coolest thing in the world to see Big E get all fired up and yell at Dolph L- Lisner. What's his name? Ziggler's? Dolph? Dog Ziggler. And yell at Dog Ziggler and tell him, this man is willing to prove and walk through fire to tell everyone he's the best in the world at what he does. And he's, he said that for his friend, not about himself. And it's SmackDown is the show of great friendship. Did you notice? The New Day's got Kofi's back. And inexplicably, I don't know what she gets out of it, but uh, the Jersey Devil, uh, she she just has Mandy Rose's back nonstop all the time, no matter what, giving up yeah. her money in the bank spot. I mean, uh, just what, like nothing. I mean, you've got great friends. Carmella, for our truth always helping them out. You've got a lot of yeah. good friendship models on SmackDown Live that I think you young Brainiacs can learn a lot about sticking by your friends through thick and thin. 
I know a lot of people always be saying no new friends, but I mean, SmackDown is setting a great example with all these people. I mean, way better than Raw. I don't think there's any friends on Raw, really. No, there. Are, I, like I mean, a... Raw had the festival festival of friendship. Yeah, we all know how that ended, though. That wasn't too good, was it? Nope. Yeah that that didn't that didn't turn out. But I think the new day. Some of you brainiacs are sending us messages at the Brainbusters on Twitter, and you're saying that eventually one of those two new day members is going to turn on Kofi. And I say, nay, never, no. Why would you even speak that into the universe? Could you imagine, Mil Calsonis? Putting putting that bad juju out there, man. Whoever said that, they need to start knocking on some wood or something. I'm going to knock on wood for you. This is, yeah, speaking of Juju, this, this we're not talking about Antonio Brown and Juju Smith-Schuster. That wasn't a real friendship. We're not talking about Chris Jericho and Kevin Owens, which we all knew was a, a farce. We're talking about the New Day. Maybe the best friends that the, maybe the the best friends that ever were in wrestling. Besides the best yeah, friends, of course. Oh yeah, of course. But yeah, but they've been together for a long time, man. Ups and downs, championships. I mean, I don't think I've seen the friendship that tight since probably the best friends. It's 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 so cool to see. Now they're back together and they vanquished in a in great six man tag team action. Dolph Ziggler and Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. And we have a cage match to look forward to. Kicking ass and taking names at stomping grounds. Mil Calsonis, do you think if you're if you're put, putting putting the format of that show together is the cage match your last match? Yeah, yeah, I guess so. I'm gonna go with the cage match. You guess so? You're not certain? Um, as the last match for stomping ground? Yeah. I don't know what the. I, I'm telling you, every time the big dog's on the card, I mean, oh, might always be the main event. The, the big dog, big dog, and that's what I'm saying. It's, it's tough. It's tough. again. I do. I can I see it as the main event? Yes. Do I have a main problem with it? No. But I'm just saying. With the, I mean, I can't be 100 percent certain when the big dog's out there. Yeah, I mean, I, I, well, I did, the way I phrased that was intentional. I said last match. I didn't say main event because we all know. The main event will be Drew McIntyre versus the Big, the dog. big dog. Big Dog. And the Big Dog owes him one. I mean, Shane well, McMahon's ready. running around calling if there's someone ready to kick ass and take names, it's the Big Dog. Big Dog. Shane McMahon dog. really getting on my nerves in the entire WWE universe, calling himself the best in the world and never winning legitimately. I mean, you saw the end of that match in Jeddah. He in no way, shape, or form legitimately beat the big dog. But the thing about the big dog is he's not going to complain about it, but I will for him. That was yeah. bullshit. Oh, yeah, it was big-time bullshit. But you know what? The big dog don't care. He says, all right, man, you got one on me. All right. But I got something coming for you, sucker. And for all of you on, on Reddit and you Moose the Marks out there who are complaining about Shane McMahon taking up TV time and and being a dick and just not liking him in general. We're with you. What a what a jerk. Running out, calling himself best in the world, jumping on a man's shoulders like he's a child, a rich, spoiled brat. He taking up TV time from and keeping great, great talents off of the show for months like the tag champs on Raw. Uh, 
Hikins and Rotor or whatever their names were. They're not the tag champs anymore. They probably won't be on Raw in a while. But, you know, in helping the revival, giving them preferential treatment. Shane McMahon's a bastard. He's a real dick. So we're, we're with you. I mean, they're complaining about him on Reddit. I don't know if you heard Milk Calzonas. They do not like Shane McMahon or any segments with Shane McMahon. Oh, well, that's a shame because, you know, I mean, Shane McMahon is doing what Shane McMahon does best, and that's being an asshole. So, I mean, I guess if he's got these guys on uh, on the Reddits all angry and upset, don't you think Shane McMahon's doing his job? Um, I, 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 Is that his job to do? to, to well, do? His job get everybody to, pissed. He got he's got me pissed for 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 cheating the big dog. His job's to if upset. if you're calling yourself the best in the world, your job's to compete with passion and energy and win fair and square. I thought that would be his job. Oh hi, Mark. No, I don't know. Maybe his definition of best in the world is different than ours. Because no offense, again, this hurts me to say he does have a victory over the big dog, and the big dog is one of the best of the world. Uh, he is, I would say, the greatest in the world. Um, yeah. So I mean, but his name his name must mean something if he's beating one of the best in the galaxy. So yeah, I mean, I'm with I'm with all of you. I want to see Shane McMahon shut up and beat up by the big dog. Yep. Uh, to all you people on Reddit, you moose the marks out there. But I really don't know what to tell you until the big dog gets his hands on him. But first, he's got to get dog. Drew McIntyre at stomping grounds. He's got a tick. He's got a tick ass and cake names. And Brainiacs, let's just hope for the best. But until then, you're going to have to deal with Shane McMahon, I guess. And I'm, hey. I'm learning to at least appreciate Greg Hamilton's introductions. Hey, be, hey again, remember, being Shane McMahon's friend has, uh, has um, what's it called, comes with stuff like the Revival. Uh, yeah. they, well, I'm pretty much sure they're joining Shane McMahon's stable. Yeah, and yeah. Able to beat, uh, and I just want to say beat, uh, to all you Brainiacs also chicken. complaining about that kind of thing. Like, I know I'm with you. Who would have ever thought that you'd have a bad guy in a professional wrestling show having all the other jerks on the show help him win matches that he had no business winning? I mean, I don't know. I'm with you. I can't believe that's actually happening. And I don't know what to call you and you and me, Brainiacs, that are in this boat where we just can't believe our eyes when Shane McMahon's out there taking up all this TV time. You're stupid. <laughs> You're ugly. And you have no friends. Oh, hi, Mark. But, Believers, I guess, or yeah. is that taken already? Uh, I don't know. I have a feeling also you know what's going to happen is Shane McMahon's probably going to get his hand in that U.S. title picture, too, because that thing seems messy. And, I mean, he I don't know which guy he's going to pin it on. It's already on Samoa Joe. He seems tailor-made to be hanging out with Shane McMahon. Oh, I mean, if Samoa Joe has a title, I would just clear from that and just, hey, man, I heard there's an Intercontinental title somewhere. Um, Just go after that. Use your wild card or whatever you have, your, your, you know, take four card and go over there to SmackDown and go get that belt. Well, what did you think of that U.S. championship being surrounded by all those great competitors in that crazy six-man tag from Monday Night Raw that everyone's talking about? I mean, that's – man, everybody there can easily be a, a U.S. champion. What was it? Braun Strowman, Cesaro, Samoa Joe. Lashley. The Miz. Lashley. Uh, who's the other one? I'm missing one more. Ricochet. Ricochet. 
who injured yeah, like, friend of the show Cesaro, and I want to say get well to Cesaro if you're still banged up because that looked like it hurt. Hey, this is WWE Superstar Sheamus. And this is Cesaro. And you're listening to Brain Buster Radio, fella. You think Cesaro's going to be all right after that one? Um, I don't know. I mean, it didn't. It looked bad, but then it didn't look bad. It just, I don't know. It just, we just got to see next week to see. Hopefully, Cesaro is just a little banged up and nothing's torn. As long as they don't force him like Kevin Durant to go back on the show and perform well, out there when he's not ready yet. Yeah, let's hope they don't KD him like and and get him re-injured. But I think if I know Cesaro, who's a friend of the show, Mil Calzonis. So I know him. We know him well. We know that Cesaro, when he gets out there, he's going to be looking to give Ricochet a receipt. If you know what I mean. No, that's that's it's it's probably going to be a European receipt. Yeah, which also, which you know what the difference between an American receipt and a European receipt is. No, what is the difference? I, I don't know. I was just going to ask you if you knew the exchange oh. rate. I'm, I got global entry. I'm going to be traveling a little bit more. I was. Well, I mean, I think that you're. The euro is worth more than the U.S. dollar now, so so like a dollar is what, like five bucks or something. And we're live bucks. on YouTube, Brainiacs, yeah. cross cultural. We're talking euros. Take we're talking. We're talking by seven pesos. We're talking. Uh, uh, what's the money they use in Canada? Oh, dollars. Maple leaves. And you know what? It's Brain Buster Radio. It's a professional wrestling podcast, yes, but the only one that is in every single country being enjoyed worldwide, cross-culturally, kicking ass, we're taking names, and we're now going to talk AEW. We're going to talk AEW to close off the show, Brainiacs, all elite professional wrestling, TNT, but before they get to TNT, they have some shows. Fighter Fest, Fight for the Fallen. And these shows, it was announced, are going to be free, kind of, on BR Live. And we're going to discuss AEW's BR Live situation this week in Brain Buster Radio Headlines. This week, Brain Buster Radio Headlines is going to talk exclusively all elite wrestling, and we'd like to let you know that Brain Buster Radio Headlines this week is brought to you by Marburger Young Lion Chonies. Marburger Young Lion Chonies, the only Chonies worn in the New Japan Dojo. And uh, they just got that contract, Mel Calzonas, so that's what you saw John Moxley wearing. Oh, that must be that new 2019 edition, because... Those looked a little different than the other ones. Yeah, you know, more aerodynamical. Be able to move a lot lighter, you know, when you're when you're walking down the Japanese crowd, you know, mm-hmm. that little X coming, that little air coming through. Oh yeah. So all elite wrestling. Let's start with Fighter Fest. They announced that it was going to be free on, or it is going to be free on BR Live, which is Bleacher Report Live. Okay, um, I was about to ask what's BR Live. Um, but. Uh, apparently the, it's free but if you have a subscription to BR Live so that's not really does that mean it's really free well i mean who first of all who i mean do you do we subscribe to bleacher report cuz i feel like that's something we do we have a mar don't subscribe. do we have a marburger account to bleacher report no we as a, yeah. uh, we purchased 
the Double or Nothing pay-per-view through BR Live. But apparently, you need a, I guess, an account to stream certain things. I did not think that. But there's a lot of confusion among wrestling fans with Bleacher Report and BR Live. But apparently, some way, Fighter Fest is going to be live. Free. And if you go to the website, live.bleacherreport.com, at the very top, there's a banner. It says, AEW Fighter Fest is streaming free on BR Live. Tune in June 29th. Now, is does that mean completely free? Do you have to sign up for a BR Live account that's free? I don't know. There's a lot of confusion. You have to, get, you have I, to sign up for their subscription plan. I'm going to fi- yeah, and I haven't even issues. I haven't even looked at it yet, but I'm sure it'll be easy to figure out once I even like look into this. But the thing is, I'm going to watch anyway. But guys like Chris Jericho saw this and just instantly were fucking pissed. And Jericho tweeted out in protest of Kenny Omega, Cody Rhodes, Nick Jackson, Matt Jackson, and their foolish decision to give the Fighter Fest live stream away to fans for free. I'm pulling out of the event. I refuse to be associated. With such shameless pandering. Can now, was the who who was he going to fight at that? Was that the one where he's going to fight Adam Page? No, he's fighting Adam Page for the AEW title at All Out, which is in Chicago on August thirty first. Oh, then who was he fighting? Was he who was he fighting in Fighter Fest? Uh, I don't think he even had a match announced. Oh, okay, okay. So now that all makes sense. Uh, I mean, hey. Chris Jericho can do whatever Chris Jericho wants to do. I mean, what is Fire Fest anyways? Is that like just all wrestling event? Fighter is Fest? It produced by Ja Rule? Yeah, is it produced by Ja Rule? Do we have to worry about it even going on? Um, I don't think you need to worry. I think it is going to happen. Um, it's it's happening like in Daytona Madden. Beach. It's in June yeah. 29th, so it's on it's on the mainland. Um, matches are announced. Uh there's going to be a hardcore match between Alex Jabaley, who is, <laughs> is, I guess, a video game guy, and he's Alex going to be Jibaley. he's going to be facing my favorite all elite wrestling performer, Michael Nakazawa. That's Michael Nakazawa in a hardcore match. You've got Cody versus Darby Allen, which should be crazy. Uh, you know, Cody made Dustin bleed. So maybe now Darby Allen will make Cody bleed. He's the guy, if you watch Double or Nothing or any AEW stuff lately, is he does like skateboarding videos. Okay. He's like if Chad Muska wore like face paint, bro, and like wrestled. Is he the one that wears like half a face paint? Yeah. Like what's his name from uh He looks like someone who's like attention. No, he looks more like someone who's like, oh man, uh I'm gonna I'm gonna go to I'm gonna go to this Comic Con as Finn Balor, but then like halfway through got really just fed up with putting off all the makeup and said fuck it. Let's and only did half bro. his face. Uh, like, I can at least I can drink my Mountain Dew without without a straw, bro. Crazy four way match announced. Also this is gonna be like so a- good on, on BR Live, All Elite Wrestling's Fighter Fest, Hangman Page, number one contender for the title. Uh, yeah. Jimmy Jimmy Havoc, yeah. Uh, my future father-in-law's uh, favorite wrestler MJF, okay. Ma- Maxwell Jacob Freeman, and Jungle Boy in a fatal four-way match. Sounds like all. Cre- it sounds like when I go online on on uh, WWE 2K19, 
and like I'm the only one with like a legit wrestler. Like I have, I don't know who who am I playing with? I'm playing with like AJ Samoa Styles. Joe. Yeah, yeah, I'm playing with Samoa Joe, and then like all of a sudden, all these guys are using their rated 100 uh, K call wrestlers. So who are, who are you saying is the normal guy in this? What what are the name? Well, I mean, besides Hangman, probably like Jungle Boy. <laughs> Jungle like, Boy. Jungle, yeah. Like I expect, like a character from Two K Nineteen with like a, like a Tarzan outfit. Jungle Boy's Jungle Boy's legit. That's Ijo de Luke Perry. Yeah, and then, like fucking what was the other guy? The guy Jimmy was, Havoc. Like, half a face. No, Jimmy Havoc. He, he used to work for WWE. But what's the guy with the half face paint? The one that's fighting Cody Rhodes. Wait, when was Jimmy Havoc in WWE? Wasn't he? Wasn't he a writer or something? Or was no. I thinking of? Oh, was I thinking of the Princess Zombie or something like that? Yeah, yeah. He yeah, he does kind of look like jumping Jimmy J. Uh, yeah, Jimmy Jacobs. Uh, oh, okay, there you go. I'll Darby Allen's the half face. He's facing Cody one on one. Darby Allen, like, what kind of fake name is that? It's just like I just clicked on uh, create a wrestler number seventy two blueprint. <laughs> what about Maxwell Jacob Friedman? Oh my god, that sounds like a little kid's name. <laughs> he was on the Rosie O'Donnell show as a little kid. Did you know that? No, I'm pretty well. I mean, I'm not shocked. I'm pretty sure it's just like a kid's like, I'm going to use my first my middle name and my last <laughs> name to create my rich for you. Well, he could be super cool, NJF. You, you should go boo him he's, at the fighter. You know fest. what, though? He's like, you know what, though? He's like, well, I mean, if I can, if I can ever find tickets to the fighter fest or what was it? Was it fighter, like an island that fighter was fest owned by Pablo Escobar? Tickets, yeah. Uh, it's on, no, it's on a, a happening at an arena that used to be owned by Tony Montana. And, yeah. uh, Tickets are to get in are ninety thousand dollars for uh, and then like, upper deck. Pay a hundred thousand. You pay a hundred thousand. You get a share a room with not created wrestlers like Jungle Boy, <laughs> uh, MJF. Um, <laughs> are you saying that all elite wrestling's Blair, Blair. full of creative wrestlers? What's the guy's name? Blair Dawson, the one that's fighting Cody Rhodes. <laughs> Darby Allen. Blair yeah, Darby. Dawson. Whatever. I don't know. I'm just. I'm pretty sure. I. I just. Say a random name. I think, sure I think you're. I think you're trying wrestling. to make up a kicker. It sounds like a kicker's name. Yeah, I'm pretty NFL. sure it was a. I'm pretty sure it was a freaking kicker. Phil okay. Dawson or whatever. What about this match then? John Moxley versus Joey Janela. Okay, well that one just sounds like a ridiculously match. That one, that one, that one, I believe that's like the one match so far that I believe it's actually going to happen. The biggest match, even in, even if there's no even if there's no cameras. The biggest match in CZW history will be happening at Fighter Fest when Joey Janela takes on John Moxley. And then the main event, the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega taking on the team of the Lucha Brothers and a mystery partner. Ooh. Ooh. I wonder who the mystery partner is going to be. I mean, uh, I mean, literally, it could be literally anyone like Joe Piscopo. Yeah, I don't think it'll be Joe Piscopo. You farging asshole! But I will I'm tell you, Vin Man right just now. texted me and he said, um, "I'll watch. Just let me know when that match starts." He only wants to watch that one. Don't blame him. But I'm going to be watching the whole thing on BR yeah, Live. That sounds fantastic. I mean, and Lucha Bros and let uh, us let us know who you're picking in all the matches, Brainiacs. If you uh, like Darby call Allen, number twelve. 412-4075-BBR to call in on the Brain Buster Radio hotline. We are live on YouTube. You can also hit us up in the YouTube comment section. Just make sure you subscribe. We love when you do that, Brainiacs. We're worldwide. Yeah, I really love it. We're culturally kicking ass, taking names, and um, 
And and also, uh, you know what? I'm going to tell you, we love you. We love you. All you Brainiacs, thank you so much. We love you. We appreciate you. And, you know, all you have to do, you we're, we'll lead the way every week talking pro wrestling. All you have to do is let us in and send Mil Calzones bunny guts to eat because he loves eating oh bunnies. Oh, my goodness. Are we going to talk about that? You want to you want to finish on the headlines on talking about uh, Bray Wyatt's latest Firefly Funhouse? Uh, yeah, dude, I, I don't even get it. like again every time he's all cool and calm. I love you. Let us in. Sacrifice your mother, and then it just like ends into a different thing. <laughs> like I don't understand what's going on here, man. It's just by this one was a very violent episode. Uh, it was the most violent episode. I like how it started off. Holy guacamole, you caught me doing some construction on the funhouse with a finger in my butt. Yeah, just, <laughs> I'm just looking for like the dark messages where it's just normal. Like, yeah, we've just built this school for kids, which we're going to murder them. What? <laughs> it's just like fucking, it just, it just, I don't know. I, I hope, no offense to this freaking goon, but I hope he never, I, I kind of hope he wrestles so we can stop watching these funhouse videos. But, well, they're uh, getting increasingly more violent and more dangerous, darker. and I do want them to end soon because we're. What's, I wonder what the next episode is. These are quickly going to turn into like Alex Jones, and it's going to be really awkward to watch, and I don't want that happening. <laughs> the water is turning the puppets gay. <laughs> the puppets are all gay. <laughs> like, I don't understand what's going on. It's just, geez, he just. I understand that he used the oversized mallet for humor. Yes. But he freaking, he killed that rabbit. That, that rabbit was just trying to give the truth. Fucking murdered that rabbit. Like he, he, someone was in the background just telling the rabbit, like, the truth, the truth. And he got freaking hammered to death, and now he's in the jar. He was, like, laughing as he was smashing him. It was awful. And we're, before you know it, Bray Wyatt's going to be strangling Abby the Witch to death. And plucking the feathers off of Mercy the I, Buzzer. I, I'm pretty sure. Sh- I'm pretty sure that's how the show's going to end. Is him single-handedly destroying everybody. <laughs> they fly in the air. 9/11 was an inside job. I don't want do that. To your parents. Do not want that to happen. Uh, Jeez, hope- I don't. I don't even. This guy is just sending bad messages. I mean, honestly, every time I watch it, I don't know if I should have it on mute or if I should just change. Like, this is a good time where I wish Modern Family was on or something. <laughs> I read that's how that's how scary it is. I'd rather watch that trash than watch this funhouse thing. We're really glad that you're a friend. This <laughs> is a death. <laughs> Put rat poisoning in your dad's cereal. We can all fly, jump off the roof. <laughs> Thank you, there, dude. <laughs> it's just like it goes from being entertainment to like, yo, this is not this is not fun anymore. Oh man, I don't, uh, I don't, I don't know. I feel like we're gonna be talking about this all over again next week when something else happens. Or you know, it'd be really cool is hopefully next week when he's sodomizing the buzzard. At least maybe he'll ask to be in the G one because everybody wants to be in the G one. Hopefully, even Bray Wyatt. Yeah, this is me. I'm quitting WWE and going to the G1. <laughs> I'm having so much fun with all my friends. Put me in the G1. That's what I'm hoping for. Probably not. Uh, I just hope. 
I just feel bad for whoever his first opponent is back. Oh my! It's great. Hopefully, he uh, you know what? I, you know what? You know what I hope happens is if he fights a jobber. So say he fights like a jobber, like uh, what's that guy's name? Blair Dawson. Uh, <laughs> Phil Dawson, <laughs> Robbie Gold. Whatever. Yeah, they'll say like he faces like Robbie Gold in a match, and then after he defeats him, he turns him into a puppet, and now the pup now he's in the funhouse. Oh, and he collects like, opponents yeah. and turns them into puppets. So That'd like be maybe badass. one day, like one day he'll fight like uh, Kurt Hawking, who ain't doing shit, and like he'll beat him, and then like we won't see Kurt Hawking's on TV or on Instagram or on Twitter for like a month because he'll be a puppet. I don't know if that'll happen. I don't. I'm hoping that they're putting a lot of production behind the Firefly Funhouse. So let's let's hope. I'm hoping we get a cross a cross a cr- cr- crossover crossfire between uh, Bray and Chucky in Child's Play. Maybe Mark well, Hamill and Bray Wyatt will do a, a gimmick together at stomping grounds and kick ass, take names, and murder puppets. Jesus, <laughs> I know what you said. It know. man. <laughs> It's, it's freaking dark, bro. Yeah, sorry. Took that in a weird place. Um, watching too much Firefly Funhouse. All right, I'm going to go and watch yeah. Naito versus Ibushi, but we need to finish off the show. Brainiacs, we're live on YouTube. And just like the Firefly Funhouse, we're going to spray this whole place with blood and guts. It's time for some Brainbuster Radio Falls. Count anywhere. Um, well, I mean, I already used my false count anywhere on Bitch Ass Fool of the Week, Juice Robinson, but I already said that already. So I'm going to try to see if I can think of a quick Bitch Ass Fool of the Week. Another one. Um, I can't really think of one. So I'm just going to keep it with Juice Robinson. Uh, this is what you can do for me, Juice. You can go to your hotel room, uh, look in your chonies, look around there. You'll find a set of balls. I want you to grab them and bring them back with you to New Japan Pro Wrestling because ever since you lost that U.S. title, I don't know what kind of person you are. I thought you were on your way up. But then you lose to the young boy, John Moxley. And now it's like you're lost. But look for your bowels. And next time you go to New Japan, bring them out. Brainiacs, in honor of my favorite part of the Best of the Super Juniors tournament, I have uh, appropriated the New Japan intro package, and I will now take it and apply it to Brainbuster Radio to give us a great send-off for this week's Falls Count Anywhere. So without further ado, welcome to Brainbuster Radio, episode June 12th, 2019. Featuring Not a Doctor Bill Calsonis The Sultan of Social Media A man called Wired The Mark of All the Mooses Moose the Mark Limited Date Haver Vinman Jumping at Jimmy Triple J. Long Allen Ice Tea. The best of the Brain Busters 2019. Uh-huh. 
go to the Slender Man. Hey, everybody. What a show. <laughs> I, I like how everybody got like a cool introduction and mine was not a doctor. <laughs> I mean, I could have, I mean, you can go, I, I, I may not be a doctor anymore, but I'm definitely Mr. SummerSlam. So I, I think, Senior I SummerSlam. You can start calling me. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yes, Senior SummerSlam is here talking programs all summer long with Mil Calsonis. I'd say we're the t- we are the ta- the planet's tag team when it comes to Definitely. wrestling podcasts. When it comes to if you're in the planet right now, we are your tag team. So if you're in Mars, yeah, Jupiter. The thing is, Uranus. we're not like D. Bry and that big beardo. We're interplan. Brainbuster Radio is cross-cultural and interplanetary. We are yeah. intergalactic, and we appeal we to all all nations, all planets, all universes. And we are the planets, plural champions, tag champs. Mil Calsonis and Long Island Ice T doing it live on YouTube. Mil Calsonis two weeks in a row. Yeah, we're doing it. Two weeks in a row. I mean, the streak is going hot right now. You know, we're just doing the best we can. Yeah, and you know what? It was real feel. I'd say 105 degrees in here, even though it says 90. And we made it all the way through. And, you know, some of us got dropped on our heads during the during the show, but we got <laughs> through it, and that's what matters. And everybody needs to be quiet about it and just enjoy that it happened, right? Better, to, better late than never, I always say. Not a doctor. Senior SummerSlam. Got anything? Yeah, I mean, got anything left for these brainiacs who were live on YouTube with us or listening on a podcast app of their choice? Um, just remember to watch wrestling every week, and the Hurt Beach pods are delicious. Yes, don't put those detergent pods in your mouth, but watch all the wrestling. That is our message. If we have one, it's watch all the wrestling. And that's what I'm going to go do now, Brainiac. So thanks for joining us. Tweet it, read it, tout it, shout it, be all about it. At the Brainbusters, give us a follow on the YouTube channel and all the fun stuff. Make sure you're in with the most cross-cultural, interplanetary, intergalactic wrestling podcast of them all. Until next week for Senior SummerSlam, Mil Calsonis on the ones and twos, Moose the Mark on the internet gimmicks, the Salt in the Social Media Man called Wired, Vin Man on Limited H, Jumpin' Jacob J, and Long Allen Ice-T. I'm Long Allen Ice-T saying I got to get the hell out of here and see if there's such thing as too much strong style. See you, Brady X. More